Radio. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Keith Murphy. Is your time. And he fails. Hey, where's the bar? Let's have some drinks here. See what's going on with Brian Allen. <laughs> it's the Murphy and Andy Show. It's a three and Powered by AD. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. On 1460 JXNO. And now 106.3 FM. Hour two of the Murph and Andy show. Andy Fails, Keith Murphy, Andrew Downs. Uh, wait, Naples is just flooding now uh, as Hurricane Ian, category four with 155 mile an hour winds. Oh. Uh, landfall. Between uh, uh, Venice Beach and and Fort Myers, man, it is Venice just, Beach is where my uh, it's a huge hurricane houses. too. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, friend in uh, Cape Coral saying a hundred mile an hour plus wind for the next two hours. Well, gosh, all our friends and family and just those who aren't either um, still uh, hoping for the best for uh, for everyone in the path of the hurricane. Um, time now for Trending Iowa. It's time for Trending Iowa, powered by Whiskey River. Trending Iowa, Iowa Hawkeye players met with the media yesterday ahead of Saturday's game with Michigan. They talked with WHO-TV's John Sears about moving past last December's lopsided Big Ten championship game. You know, no one on our team had much fun that game last year, and uh, you know they, they, they kicked our pretty good, so uh, it's never fun. But, you know, I think the trick is just knowing that this is this is 2022, it's not 2021. Just like it's not 2019, just like it's not 2016. It's, this is a new year, new team uh, for both of us. You definitely think about it as a competitor in the back of your mind that you want to improve on that and, and show people uh, this is who we are. We were all disappointed as a defense, but I know Coach Parker was de- disappointed as a, as a coach. Um, so I think just getting the opportunity to to kind of, you know, just a little get back, uh, you know, just be able to to, to, to show something different than, than what we showed last year, I think is, is a great opportunity, especially to do it in our home stadium, the energy. Don't like getting beat by 39 points, you know. Uh, so you look back at last year and you look back at the film and see what happened, what we did wrong. But then again, you also got to tell yourself it's a new year. You know, it is funny. I mean, you look at what I was done this year and even at last week, just the way that they scored. Um, I think on paper you would think that they have absolutely no chance in this game. But anybody, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this close. Not sure I could explain why. It just happens it, with it Iowa does. teams at Kinnick Stadium. And they've uh, five of the past six top five teams that have gone into Kinnick Stadium have left with a loss. I, I think a sense that many people don't get that feeling about this game. I mean, even Hawkeye fans, not that they think it's impossible, but just I, I think that Big Ten championship game, which we realize wasn't at Kinnick Stadium, is just kind of lingering. It's only five games ago for these teams, right? It, it wasn't that long ago, and that was not a close game. Now, I think if if you remember, it, it could have been closer. Iowa missed some opportunities early. They had the halfback pass. It was an easy touchdown. They missed, missed a field goal, then gave up a couple big plays, and it got away from them pretty quickly there. But and Michigan pursued the style points because yes. they're trying to get into the college football yes. playoffs. And then they, you know, they lost a lot to the NFL. Michigan did. They have a different quarterback now. He beat out the guy who was the quarterback last year, so that's not necessarily a good thing. But, hey, this is their first road trip. Last week was their first real challenge. Didn't look great. They played three bad teams, and then, yeah, got got everything they wanted from from Maryland. 
I think Iowa's offense is is a big factor here where why people don't think this upset is is likely. I think the fact that it's an 11 a.m. game, even though Gus Johnson is there and all of that, um, if this was a night game, you'd feel a little bit better about it. Um, but with this Iowa defense, yeah, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. The, the, no, no one's running for 250 yards against this defense. You wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. Iowa State players met with coaches uh, and coaches met the media yesterday, talked with WHO TV's Mark Freund about the improvement Kansas has shown. And you saw this coming. You know, I, you know, we played them last year, and, man, you saw a really good football team on the verge of being, becoming really good. We knew they would have great success, you know, and, and, you know, they have done a great job already. I think it takes the right people to align programs the right way, and I think they have a very similar background and a very similar pattern to what we have had. No, I think they just bought into whatever uh, their head coach culture or whatever he's been uh, saying. They bought in completely. And, uh, you know, they play with a lot of heart, a lot of effort. And I think, you know, when you have those two things, you can mix a great team together. Honestly, overall, their team is pretty, actually a really good football team. And their offense is pretty good at a nice three, four back system. He counts the quarterback and everything and just his ability to make plays and keep drives going. And just I feel like right now they're playing really good team football. God bless Matt Campbell, but if he watched Kansas get boat raced 59-7 to and thought, I could really see this is a good team, an improving team. A team was crushed by Iowa State last year, but uh, this, he's a this, coach and I'm not. Maybe he saw something because I, I, I didn't expect 4-0. Well, I mean, this quarterback, this uh, Jalen uh, Daniels, has been instant offense yeah he's, he creates with his feet with his arm he had some big plays he wasn't in against that game Duke. last year no i mean he's been he, he, and you know we we've seen you know kansas look better than they should have against some matt campbell teams now those teams have turned over but i you know i don't know i mean <laughs> that 2007 kansas team came out of nowhere also so it's not just it's just not unheard of. I mean, they came they came out of nowhere. Mark Mangina just all of a sudden had a great team, and everybody doubted them when they started four and zero. They hadn't played anybody until now. That was hard. And they to were believe. great. Yeah, you would just go. Remember when Kansas was good at football? Yeah, because what? they were so bad. I mean, they were just. It was the worst football program in in the country. Finally trending Iowa, it is game 150 for the Iowa Cubs, the final day of the season. They are at home against the Toledo Mud Hens right now, bottom of the seventh. Toledo leads 2-1. to one. All right, you got to rally this up. Let's end with a win. Uh, nothing at stake here, just pride. Let's do it. Suck it, Mud Hens. That's it for trending Iowa. Powered by Whiskey River. Good times and good food waiting for you. Ain't Kenny and Ames. Final minutes of uh, the Monday night football game between the Cowboys and Giants. Uh, Giants receiver Sterling Shepard uh, ran a route, went down with a non-contact knee injury. He didn't make any cuts. He had no one around him when the uh, torn ACL happened. He was carted off the field. The season is over with that torn ACL. So shortly after the injury, um, Odell Beckham Jr. weighed in, he took to social media to share his strong belief that all NFL teams, and I think even dome teams can make this happen now, need to do away with turf playing surfaces and play completely on grass in order to avoid non-contact surgeries like this. Even with all the improvements in turf, the uh, 
NFL Players Association says still nearly 30% more likely to have a non-contact injury on turf versus natural grass. So uh, leaving the profanity out, uh, Beckham just said, just get rid of all the turf, bro. (laughs) Billions made off this game. I can't understand why we can't play on grass. Uh, The NFLPA has advocated for teams to convert even artificial practice and game fields to natural grass fields. Um, And the reason is money. It is. It is. Uh, it's well, less expensive. It, it is less expensive, but I, I, I do think that I, I know that I've heard people in the past, as this turf, turf has continued to develop, argue that it is better and safer than than natural grass. But that always kind of comes back around and ends up not being true or proven to be questionable and then the not true. It, it is kind of amazing, though, because, I mean, we have improved on so many things in our world. And you would think that with all the money, and the, you know, there's just a lot of technology going into sports all the time. You would think that that they could have officially come up with a playing surface that was better than a natural one. But greatly but they, improved, they, they don't. as you know. I mean, it they, used to, even the Bush Stadium back in the day, that AstroTurf, it felt like it was on top of concrete. That's what uh, Cyclone Stadium, before it was Jack Tri Stadium, that was a horrendously hard field. And But um, they would say, and I can remember them talking about AstroTurf back in the day, where they, 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 would, they would cut away sections, and they would show you how thick the spongy pad underneath yep. it was. And they would talk about how much shock it would absorb and how much softer it was than natural grass and how it was good that it didn't give away under your feet like natural grass did because, you know, that's where you got a lot of injuries is the turf giving away and, you know, like people's legs sliding out from under them and uh, that kind of their knees twisting up. But it it is that give that ends up making it making it safer now i mean it's that's also what makes it more expensive and tedious because you got to repair all the holes that you rip in there but i i can literally remember them mm-hmm. making that argument about the old astroturf and now you look back and you're like how in the world yeah did barry sanders play on that or earl campbell play on that you know with the cuts that they made with uh you know big bodies going at full speed and you, you know you would see their bodies later on when they retire from football and they look like they've been in you know car wrecks right but now i mean there's this stuff that it, it it's it's full of all those ground up tires and, and and running shoes and that that does give away you know that's filling the 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 the, the blades it's been made safer no one including the nflpa does not disagree it's really with soft that. i mean at first it was like carpet on a on a hard surface. It was like playing in a living room. Then they did go to like uh, the, the padding and the layers, and that was much better. And now, even on these high school surfaces, like I'm, when we were at Winterset for the first Football Friday primetime game, the officiating crew there uh, told us this would be the only grass field, the field in Winterset, only grass field that they were working a game at the entire high school yeah. football season. So the it becomes kind of a status symbol to get a, a turf field, and it, it saves money uh, over mm-hmm. the long haul. It does show you that it's uh, it's less expensive than maintaining um, a grass field. Like in Winterset, they have Thursday. It's called the quarterback club. They meet there, and the players do also, and they take care of the field because you know they don't have 
around the clock uh, people to look at. They don't have groundskeepers to take care of it. But you look at uh, Jack Tri Stadium is is still just it, keeps kicking. It's a wonderful yep. Uh, yep. playing surface there. Yeah, through um, all the fads of the, the 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 field turf, the sport turf, it just continued to use the natural stuff and. Here they are again, looking really good for doing that. Yeah, they they are, and and I, you're right that it, the surface keeps improving, but the studies, according to the NFLPA, mm-hmm. still it's nearly thirty percent. Now thirty percent, that's a, or nearly thirty percent. I think it's twenty eight or something like that. That's still a, even a quarter more likely to have a non-contact injury. That is really significant. I mean, that's not insignificant. Like those. Those caps that they put on that look ridiculous, you know, in, in mm-hmm. like on hard knocks and, and high schools and External colleges. External padding. Yeah, the, the, the people wearing those on top, the guardian caps, mm-hmm. that, that eliminates like each person 10%. Uh, so when they have a collision between the two of them, you're 20% less likely to have a concussion. That's not an overwhelming number, but it's a it's, it's enough that yeah. they're not going to go away because that's it's a significant reduction along with all the other safety that's measures practice, they've had. Yeah, who cares how they look? But if you find it, it'd be tough to find a player who wouldn't say, "I'd rather play on grass." Well, and at the same time, natural grass has improved. The technology has improved there, where it just drains so much better than it used to. Yeah, that's uh, true. It it, it it's I, I would imagine it's. It's probably softer. It's probably improved in all sorts of different ways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it just kind of keeps come rising back to the surface as the, the superior uh, playing surface. Is it is it uh, Allegiant Stadium where they, they grow the grass and then yeah, roll, roll it, it out into, again? Or is that, in, uh, is Las that Vegas? where the Chargers and Rams play? No, it's uh, the one in Las Vegas. They, okay. they move that outside. Didn't they do that in Arizona also? The University of Phoenix Stadium, don't they do that there too? So they can do grass in in most of these. I don't know that you could do it in, say, Minnesota, yeah, but no, uh, no. Well, uh, they used no. to have grass, but it it just turned it into freeze. Yeah, <laughs> solid. Yeah, I don't know that you want to use the Raiders ground. as an example for anything good. But. Uh, Murph and Andy show one hundred six point three KXNL. the The fastest growing sport in America, and it's not even close, is pickleball. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's going nuts. It's just going crazy. They're building all over the country. They're building like multi-million dollar complexes so people have more places, indoor places to play pickleball. There's there's a there, there's waiting list to to get a game or a court even in West Des Moines at times. I I have no interest in seeing any sort of professional pickleball league. Well, I want to lay that out there. Well, it's coming. Well, I don't want it to. Um, but and LeBron James is 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 part of the group. Drew Brees is part of the group. Well, it'll investing probably work out, but in a new league to showcase elite professional pickleball talent. Well, I don't want to see that. So, but back to pickleball, it is. It's kind of a. It's kind of ingenious. It it is something that just about anybody can pick up quickly mm-hmm. and play. And have fun at playing. I mean, it's like you ever, of course you have, but I mean, gone out and tried to play tennis. Mm-hmm. Looks easy. Certainly looks easy when they play it on TV. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to keep the ball on the court. And you when you're it not good, it's a lot of it, it, it's a lot of not playing. It's kind of, it's almost the equivalent of the complaint people have about Major League Baseball right now. There's not a lot of action because if you're not good, 
you just keep hitting the ball out of bounds or into the net or yeah you can't swing hard at it you have to play like this like yeah. little kids tennis game where you're just barely hitting it back and forth well pickleball you can swing hard at it and, it and you can keep the ball on the court much easier you just have you 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 immediately feel better at it. It's almost like a video game where the older video games are really hard and, you know, you put your quarter in and you were just done like that. You were finished. And, you know, they kind of limited the fun. Mm-hmm. And then as they video games kind of went along, they got, you know, more complex and fancier, but they also got easier. So, you know, it was easier to pick it up and then feel like you were getting somewhere mm-hmm. and, and good at it and made you want to play it more and more. I feel like that's kind of like the way it is with pickleball. It's, I think the very first time I ever picked it up, and I'm not very good at tennis, but I'm really good at ping pong. And it's more like ping pong than tennis somehow, even though you're standing on the court. And you Yeah, know. It, and you can fit four pickleball courts on one tennis court. So this isn't yeah, great right. for tennis either because there's so many unused tennis after the tennis boom of the you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. So many tennis courts were built, and they've gone they mostly everywhere. unused. They're just so plowed under, yeah. Right. A lot of them are putting pickleball courts on them. For one thing, you can put four yeah, you on can, top of one You can tennis play court. it in your driveway. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it, it is a, it's a really fun game. And it's good for parties. You, get, you rent out one of those courts. Yeah. You have a birthday party out there where everybody just kind of keeps playing around the edges. Done that. Yeah, done that. And, uh, or they keep playing, and then you just drink around the edges. You stand around the court and drink and watch the other person play, and then you wait to get your chance. That's kind of what it is, yeah. Uh, like bowling. You can drink and I think you can, you can pretty much bowling. drink while you're playing. I've done that. Uh, more, including an unforgettable day in Cyclone history. Let's play Guess Who's Birthday on the Murph and Andy Show. Powered by Cellular Advantage. All right, let's do it, Murph. You're up. Guess Who's Birthday. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. It's Will Smith. It is. Thought about changing that audio to something about the slap, but I figured, hey, he's been he's been beat up too much about that. He doesn't need us to throw to wood on that fire. Beat up, no pun intended. <laughs> he's been slapped he, around a lot. Well, he 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 did assault someone in, in public without being arrested. Get away I, with it, yeah, and then get uh, an award. I <laughs> got the biggest award of his career. Yeah, he uh, Will Smith is fifty one. He's fifty four, so that is a miss. Sandy, guess his birthday? It's not true. That's impossible! Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No! No! That is, uh, that is Mark Hamill a long time ago. Yes. Uh, let's see. He's uh, 72. He's 71. You get the point. You had the lead. Murph gets his birthday. <laughs> has escaped Michael Jordan's shadow to earn his place among the all-time greats. Born in the small town of Hamburg, Arkansas, became a late bloomer at Central Arkansas. Scotty Pippen. Yes. Hamburg, Arkansas, huh? Uh, Scotty Pippen is 57. He is 57. You have the tiebreaker. Andy, guess whose birthday? The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. It's Michael Douglas. It is. Uh, Michael Douglas is 78. Yeah, he is. You win. I'm a wow. Jeez. How'd that feel? Felt pretty good. 
Thanks for asking. <clears throat> All right, let's get some more. If you really want more, more is brought to you today by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. That's betrivers.com. And uh, sure enough, just as we predicted here on more yesterday, uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, dipped down into the hard freeze category this morning. Hit uh, 29 degrees, 28 Jeez. degrees in a couple of spots. So, yeah, they uh, anything, uh, any kind of tomatoes or basil or beans or peppers or anything they had outside, it is dead. How cold was it for you when you, you got don't. out this morning? I could, see, I could see my breath when I went out to my car, but just barely. Um, I didn't wear a jacket or anything. It was... Well, it was in the tough guy. forty. Well, I mean, I just walked, walked into <laughs> yeah. the station. Aren't you tough? It felt good. Helps wake you up a little bit. It, it, it felt kind of nice. I, I liked it. Um, I, I'm glad my tomatoes, and peppers, and stuff are still alive. I like getting those right now. But uh, yeah, so they they've officially already had their their first uh, hard freeze uh, in September. Not all that unusual. Ho, Hurricane Hurricane Ian. Let's look at this thing one more time here. The eye of the storm right over Fort Myers, Florida right now. My friend Travis is there, uh, living there. He said uh, his dock is now underwater completely. It's usually about, uh, I don't know, four feet above the above the water, the dock is. Mm-hmm. Totally underwater. The storm swell is a weird thing. Like before, did you see that in Tampa before... Like uh, yesterday, the tide went out, and so the water level was really, really low. Sucked it out, and then it's all coming back in. It's going to flood everything now. It's incredible the the strength. That's so much water. I know so much water. It's going crazy down there. You see the cameras from uh, Boca and Fort Myers right now. I mean, it's not just the wind, but the the flooding is everywhere. It's and we're just getting started. Uh, more than two and a half million people under evacuation orders down there. They don't deal with orders real well. Uh, but, uh, man, the roads all packed, and uh, they're getting it right now. Uh, Mid-American Energy has dispatched 80 crew members from Iowa to head down there. They'll first meet up in Georgia and then deploy to the area where they're needed most, uh, kind of after the storm uh, pushes through. Now, is that is that just a... We all support each other move, yeah. or are they... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, Mid-American Energy is owned by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway okay. company. I don't know that they have... That's a home of uh, Dan Winters now. Yeah. I, I imagine... I don't I, I imagine it is just kind of a system where they all kind of support each other and like, get there in case of an emergency, and they probably share some... some some parts and suppliers and that too so it's just helpful uh, a new survey by the national confectioners association finds 93 percent of americans plan to celebrate halloween this year good wish it was 100 percent, but 93 is pretty darn good another 93 percent plan to celebrate with chocolate and candy what, what else would you celebrate with just like corn and beans uh, haunted houses. I don't know. No candy. Fear. I. I don't know. And I'm got a candy. God, I'm getting. I'm getting a real. Jenny has been putting out the, the uh, vibe candy. <laughs> of course, the the candy corn and peanut mix. And I'm really warming up to that, man. I, you like I, that? I've been, oh, I've been grabbing it a lot. I'll give you because can, candy corn by itself. 
just not no. good. But with, mixed with the peanuts, peanuts with a little better. Feel yeah, a if you get any of that, just yeah, slide it my way. We'll Please. do. I'll put it Ninety-seven percent of Americans will hand out chocolate or candy to trick or treaters. If you handed out pickled eggs to trick or treaters, that'd be funny. Oh, you, you, you that would be memorable. I could get a video. Like let them take the spoon down into the jar because the <laughs> the the spoon that. Uh, Jenny reluctantly they run, they, gave they me. runs screaming from your door. I'll have to show you where my pickled egg jars are because Jenny uh, basically hates them. So they're around the corner in the kitchen where she hopes no one sees them. And then she's given me this, you know those really long, of course you do, those really long spoons you use for cocktails? Yeah, bar spoon. Yeah, that's my pickled eggs. That's a perfect pickled egg. And it has, yeah, it has its own container. It has to go in after I've if you, pulled out the if, eggs. If you want, I had three this morning. Yeah, you could flip the spoon around and muddle the pickled egg <laughs> if you want. Uh, yesterday, I think a lot of us talked about this, but Des Moines has announced Beggars Night. The surrounding communities will oblige. It is a Sunday, October thirtieth, because we do Beggars Night the night before Halloween. That's a Sunday night, though, Halloween on a Monday. So Beggar's Night is on a, a Sunday. But I ask you, what, what is the point in, in, in making up an alternative holiday if you can't move that alternative around to a better date from time to time? Why, why do they need to have it on Sunday? It's not on Halloween as it is. Move it to Saturday. Who wants to trick-or-treat on a Sunday? Well, I guess you will. No. I don't want to. And, and by the way, good for Chris Williams' hometown of Bondurant. What's Bondurant doing? The Bondurant City Council back in January. Yep. Because they had uh, some, some vision here. Well, they had some vision there. here. They passed a resolution that sets the door-to-door trick-or-treat night to the last Saturday of October. Boom. That's it. That's the way it's going to be. Who cares when Halloween is? Who cares when Beggar's Night is here in Des Moines? That means this year, trick-or-treating in Bondurant is from 6 to 8 p.m. on that Saturday, October 29th. I Screw you. The rest of Central Iowa, Bondurant has got it right. Dallas Center apparently is also going to do it this way, at least tentatively. Right. Maybe they want to take a look at the football schedule or something before that. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, how stupid is that? I mean, you, Beggar's Night, you basically give yourself a chance to put the trick-or-treating on a better night, and you blow the chance by going ahead and just sticking to Sunday? Why? It's a made-up holiday. Eventually, there's going to be a time where this is like the 25th of October. Fine. But here, here's what I know. I know I know Bondurant. I know Bondurant well. And, and I'm here to tell you that this was passed not for the kids, but for the adults. Yes. Because I'm here to tell you that I'm not sure there's any town in Iowa with a higher per capita partying adult rate than Bondurant. When those when those parents, when you see those parents on beggars night in Bondurant walking around with their kids trick or treating, that is that is not water in those turvis tumblers. Yeah, that's not a co- that's not a coffee. That that little red wagon that that's not that's not pulling uh, snacks for the kids. Yeah, it's pulling fireball buckets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it was on Sunday or uh, Saturday last year, 
and we trick-or-treated all around the neighborhood with the kids. And it was great because the neighbors would be like, here's a little something for the kids, and here's a little something for you. <laughs> uh, uh, stand by, Andy. We have a beggar's night report coming in now from Mark in Atumwa. Mark in Atumwa, welcome to the Murph and Andy show. Thank you. Can you hear me? Sure can. Okay, and I'm actually not in Atumwa, but I just know this about Atumwa. Okay. Now, Andy, to your point, beggar's night in Atumwa is Tuesday. Although it's every Tuesday, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible, Mark. Emery's going to be so pissed at you. God, Emery's going to come in hot. He's going to be mad. Heather? Heather's from Atumwa? Yeah. Oh, God. Just insulting radio personalities here. Uh, I thought you'd like this, Murph. Uh, interesting quote from Tom Hanks to People Magazine this week. Uh, he said, quote, A smart thing I did is I've never signed a contract that had a contractual obligation to a sequel. I've always said, guys, if there's a reason to do it, let's do it. But you guys can't force me to do it. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. So he hasn't... I mean, he's done sequels to, I guess, the Toy Story stuff would kind of count, right? Um, but, you know, they talked, I guess, he said in the interview that he's, he, they talked for like an hour about a sequel to Forrest Gump at one time and and you know, eventually quickly said, forget it. But he hasn't ever, he hasn't really screwed up any of his, really great movies with a lame sequel no there's no big again yeah bigger uh, turner and hooch the deuce <laughs> turner and hooch dropping the deuce yeah there hasn't been anything like that he just he stayed away from sequels and he's kind of preserved uh, his, his legacy that way turner and hooch dropping the deuce <laughs> this day in 1994 the ken burns documentary baseball finishes up on pbs the feeling of connection, bat against ball, ball back and forth with your father or your brother. The idea that you can throw a piece of yourself out there into the ether, a ball into the ether, and it comes back to you. This is, this is the promise of everlasting life, that it's not going to end, it's going to come back to you. That is uh, baseball historian John Thorne there kind of closing it out. Um, it's a great It's series. such a great series. And so 94, and, we're that dated now mm-hmm. on. So we're, we're more than 25 years past that. They, they're going to have to add a 10th and an 11th inning. They've got the full 10th inning, top and bottom of the inning. But, yeah, they've talked about doing an 11th inning. But um, – such a great series, and it just seemed like from the time it came out, after the initial just crowd loved it, people have pissed and moaned about that just until they were blue in the face. You left this part out. You didn't do enough on this. What about these guys? What about this guy? Well, Spent what too much time is a on this. Big problem. Oh, my God. They just, yeah, what about isms? Yeah, they just over and over, and you're like, no, wait, no, wait a minute. This was great. Nobody covers all the bases 
even Ken Burns baseball in ten parts. Fine. Yeah. You go do another one. Do it do it like you would do it. His, but this was great. I mean, it's okay. His docuseries on the Civil War in Vietnam did not include every story or every skirmish. No. And you heard all the people that got left out uh, pissing and moaning about that. But, uh, yeah, it's so great. 1994 was the, uh, this day in 1994, it finished up on, on uh, PBS. This was uh, a big day in the history of Ted Williams. 1941, he ends the season batting 406. On this day in 1960, he ends his career with a home run. If you're a Cyclone fan, you remember, well, an older Cyclone fan, boy, you remember this day in 1996. A 10-man front right now for Missouri. Here comes the blitz. It's the option to pitch to Davis. He's around the left side. 35, 30, 25, 20. Cuts back to the middle at the 15, at the 10, 5. Touchdown! Troy Davis on the option. Pitch from Doxon goes all the way for the touchdown. 40 yards running all over the field. He started left, came back across the center, and took it all the way. 378 yards rushing. I've seen it all today. That is the late, great Pete Taylor there with a call and 378 yards for Troy Davis against Missouri. That's fun to go back and watch that stuff. It, it is. And, and, you know, that is the old, that is the old turf field. Uh, it's a huge shoulder pads that uh, huge shoulder pads. people wore back then. Troy like he Davis, borrowed them from a lineman. Troy Davis was, was not uh, tall. He's a small guy, um, but so fast and so strong and... Everyone knew he was going to get the ball, and he still nearly rushed for 400 yards. Yeah, he he is moving through traffic, and and and, and just moving through holes so quickly. Uh, it's uh, it, it's mind boggling. Yeah, 378 yards in that game. Uh, let's see here, a new ranking of the best countries in the world by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, ranks 85 countries across 73 attributes, broken into 10 sub-rankings, including entrepreneurship, agility, and social purpose, as well as quality of life, which was most heavily weighted, uh, the most heavily weighted sub-ranking this year, quality of life. So number one is Switzerland. You know, they got tunnels underneath all the cities for everybody to go hide. Chocolate. Nuclear work. Good chocolate. Cocoa. Get a really nice watch. Yeah. Uh, good for yodeling, uh, any sort of uh, mountain uh, activities. Sure. Germany is number two. Canada is number three. I like Canada. The United States, though, uh, doing better than it has in the past. It's up to number four. Way to now, way to move, U.S. Way to we're climb number the rankings six last year. Yeah. Uh, Sweden number five, followed by Japan, Australia, the United Kingdom, though they're having a real rough time right now. Uh, France. And Denmark to round out your top ten. And from the files of some headlines don't need stories, we bring you this. And then I'm just going to leave it here. Man who was cut in half by forklift explains how he poops, pees, and farts. And that's your more, everybody. Jeez. Do you really want to hear that story, though? I did not. No, I I, think, I I mean, I looked at the picture. No, and I, I, I don't like, want yeah, to hear that anymore. headline. No. It's not just the story I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the headline. He was cut in half by a forklift, and he... 
Yeah, I he, no. He, I mean, there were so many no. things you could talk to him about, but I imagine... I don't want to hear about his sex life either. No. I didn't want to no. hear the headline. Well. Andy, we've heard Should from, have ended with uh, Denmark, then. Uh, yeah, so. Denmark, if we could go back. Uh, I, I have heard That's from more, a, everybody, by a representative of uh, the Bondurant City Council, our remarks... Um, have made their way to the council. Uh, they were council. largely positive. I, I would say com- completely positive. Um, this, I think this is a, a great move, and I think a necessary move, because I know these people. I know them well, and and no We've one party like Bondurant. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're not driving around Bondurant. They're, they're safe, but they're, they're pulling. Some of the red wagons are for candy. But some of it is for fireball, fireball, yeah. beer, uh, boo. The Tervis tumblers, that's those are props, or they're they're not props as much is as is that a Tervis? What Tervis makes those? Is that a the brand? Yeah, just whatever tumbler you want to say. It just you know you try to look like you're drinking water. If you see somebody in Bondurant walking around on Beggars Night who who has like a clear glass. And you think it's water? It ain't. That's vodka. Yeah, vodka. That's vodka, vodka or, or gin. Tequila blanco could be. Yep, could be yeah. tequila, but it's it, what it's not is uh, is like, water. Is like yeah. club soda, it's soft drink. Yeah, because yeah. it's that that place. Uh, Williams Williams is there. Brent Bloom is there. I think Alan Lazard has is now moved into Got a that place there. Yeah, because you know when he's done with the season, he wants, wants a, to go relax. Wants to go relax and, and party. I'm sure and. It's a growing community. They should put up a sign as you enter. enter, enter entering Bondurant. Be ready to party. When we come back, the, the USA needs to up it. With the Circus Sports app. Time for the Andrew Downs audio drop of the day. It's the AD squared. Yeah, we talked a little bit Monday about the President's Cup. Mostly, did you know the President's Cup was happening? And I'll be honest, I, I didn't. But You uh, didn't know... As you came into work Monday that the President's Cup had been the preceding weekend? I did not. Okay. I did right. not. Thank you for that honesty. Uh, but I did uh, watch a little uh, of the, the press conference because uh, Kevin Kistner, who uh, was part of the USA team for the President's Cup, had a fun little uh, jab at the rest of his teammates and their partying skills. I have never seen a better display of golfers and a worse display of partiers. <laughs> and I am the best partier on this board. Amen. That's why they picked me. I got half a point, but I brought the fun. So he didn't contribute a lot to the golf. But he partied. Yeah, he kept it fun. Wouldn't be surprised to learn that guy lives in Bondurant. Um, Quickie poll results from WCI Pools and Spas. Uh, Today's Quickie uh, quickie poll suggested by uh, Iowa State Burner. Which team finishes with more regular season wins? The the Cyclones are favored in more games remaining, and they're uh, favored by this poll at this point. Forty seven percent say it's Iowa State, thirty percent say Iowa, and twenty three percent go with uh, equal. That was you, uh, yeah. Seven wins each. That's the way I see it. Right the now. drive with Heather and Sean coming up uh, quickly, shortly, just a few minutes away, and before the show gets here, Heather and Sean are here. What's awesome. up? 
Yeah, how you doing? Sup, Sean? Doing good, guys. Uh, I got, what's the okay? So obviously the hurricane stuff is is nuts. Yeah, um, it's boy the, the stunning visuals coming out of there. Not surprising. What's the craziest weather situation that you guys have been in the news that you've been on camera in? Snowstorm? I would assume. Tornadoes. The, the derecho was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I know, and that was like a land hurricane. It, yeah, it, it was. We'd never seen it before. It hit. The entire state, all the way across, some area. What Cedar Rapids was without power for weeks. Yeah, it, I, it, it took ninety percent of, of the trees out of Cedar Rapids. Yeah, I covered a tropical storm on a vacation that became a hurricane. It just it shut down our. We had to stay in our rooms for a couple of days, and it was crazy. Uh, I was at the Parkersburg tornado to cover that the day after it happened, but. I mean, I've been to a bunch of tornadoes, but the derecho, that's the only, we, we've had more than one derecho, but not like that. I've never seen anything. And like the weird wa- thing, too, is it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, we knew there was going to be a storm coming, but you the didn't sky, know it was like it, that. The, the sky a, changed in a weird way. Yeah. It got it, weird. 10 a.m., yeah. it, was, it was dark outside. It was like nighttime. Yeah. Dark outside. And remember up and down the, the streets here on Grand and Ingersoll, there were 150-year-old trees just flattened, just mm-hmm. pushed straight over, ripped out of the ground. It was crazy. The Iowa Cubs did end the season on an upbeat note. They won on a walk-off um, to beat Toledo. So a walk-off winner from Jared Young. Suck it, mud hens! <laughs> so the <laughs> mud hens <laughs> lose. The mayor of Principal Park was there to witness that. Who's that? Five-0. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. I saw oh, him yesterday. It was good to see yeah. him. Did see yeah. him briefly on his way out. Yeah. And he's coming up later today. Really? It's after five oh anything. Oh, okay. Got that coming <laughs> up on the show. Probably <laughs> by Croto. Yeah. Is yeah, <laughs> uh has there ever been on the ask the five oh and God, Sean, I hope you don't do that again, but I sense you will. No, it's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I I'm five I'm restricted to five. Oh okay. five so he only has three so left three for the actual show. Has there ever been a question on Ask Five O? He just said I I I'm not answering that. There's been a que- you know some a few questions that have been asked that he's like I will an- answer what I can. Yep, yep. No, I've heard that. I've yeah. heard that. I just I've never no, heard I, when I've he, never he heard didn't him. attempt. Okay. He's always at least attempted to share what he knows and what he can share. So well, the good, good things segment. about him, yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Well, that's uh just over 60 seconds away. So Heather and Sean with the drive coming up here, so keep it on 106.3 KXNO. We're back tomorrow at 1 and we uh, hope you'll join us then. Suck it, mud hens! <laughs> <laughs>